When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo! <laughs> Man! Welcome in. It's the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for hanging out with me as we talk about the Bears and them ending their season in embarrassing yet totally predictable Matt Nagy fashion. That was amazing. It was it was truly an amazing thing that we witnessed up in Minneapolis. The Bears had complete control of this game. They really did. I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about it cuz obviously like we're on to big picture issues now with the Bears, but the Bears were in complete control of this game. At the half, they were up 14 to 3. They got outscored 28-3 to in the second half of this game. Let me give you Andy Dalton's line. Let Andy Dalton throw the ball 48 times in this game. 33 of 48 for 325 yards. Two interceptions and a touchdown. Passer rating, 77.2. They were definitely trying to feed Mooney. Shout out to Patrick Manley. Patrick Manley said that that's the prop you should have played. I went and checked out on points bet. I should have got down on it. I did not, and I regret it because they were 100% trying to push the ball to Darnell Mooney. He finished with 12 catches on 16 targets, 126 yards for him. Congratulations, going over 1,000 yards. This game was exactly what you get from Matt Nagy. The fourth down moments in this game were amazing. It was amazing because everyone understood what should happen in these situations, except for the head coach of your Chicago Bears. He's the only one that didn't get it. And this has got to be, like, his magnum opus. Like, this is his masterpiece of a game. All of his weaknesses as a coach were on display. When you saw the way that the Bears turned the ball over on downs, I've got no problem going for it in all of those situations. This is not me saying, like, not backtracking off of how I feel about fourth downs. You should go for him, and he should have gone for him in all of those situations. The problem is he can never stop being himself. Not once do you say to Bill Lazor or whomever's calling the plays, it's probably, it doesn't matter, but at no point 
Is there a, hey, let's run the ball. Let's see if we can get the ball that way. Nope. We're just going to keep banging our heads into the wall, doing it this way, doing it the way that, that we always try to do it. I've got something to prove. I've got to prove to you that this system works. It's everyone else. It's not me. This system works. And I'm going to prove it to you in these fourth and goal situations, these fourth and short situations, by letting Andy Dalton throw the rock around the yard. I'm going to prove it to you because I'm Matt Nagy, and this is how I roll. And you should you should understand that I'm a genius. There was it was the most <laughs> – his arrogance, uh, shout out to Wayne Larravee, knows no bounds. Just seriously, just out there like, oh, no, we'll just keep doing this thing. The shot on the sidelines with David Montgomery just kind of looking exasperated after they failed their second, fourth, and short. With him not on the field. Do you know how crazy this is? That he's not on the field. For those fourth and short situations. And I'm stuck going, what was the point? What was the reason for you to draft David Montgomery if you weren't going to use him in situations like this? I'm no fan of Ryan Pace, but if I'm Ryan Pace, one of the ways that I am I am allowing myself to not be caught up in Matt Nagy's mess is being like, see, I gave him a guy for those situations and he still won't use him. He's got to go. I mean, they both have to go, but if, if I was talking, to, if I were Ryan Pace trying to save my job, that would be one of the things that I would point out about why you can't possibly retain Matt Nagy is the head coach of this team. There's no redeeming quality that supersedes who he is in a particular game. I got a hearty chuckle as it was happening because Matt Nagy loves to get excited when his team is winning a game in the first half. And he talked with the sideline reporter and was talking about, yeah, we're, you know, we just need to get a stop here and then, you know, we'll go down and we'll get some points. And I knew immediately that the Vikings were going to score. Because the head coach of the Bears doesn't have a sense for what's happening in-game. His in-game stewardship is laughable. And it was all on display for the entire country to see. The entire country. Well, probably not the entire because no one's watching that game. But when people read about it, they won't read about it, will they? Well, maybe they'll listen to this podcast. Everyone who was watching this game knew that he should have gone a different way. And 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 this is who he is. And this is why he's gotta go. His boss has gotta go too. And I want to spend some time. I'm going to talk about that. I want to talk about Ryan Pace and the the incredible job that he has done in 
ingratiating himself and snowing ownership into letting him stick around even this long. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So let's get after this. It's very simple. The Bears haven't won enough games with Ryan Pace in charge of the football operation. That's why he should be fired. It's not even... Like people say, well, you know, he doesn't talk to the media, and that's one. I don't even care if you win. If you lose, you should probably do a better job of conveying what it is that you're trying to do. But he hasn't won. This is a guy who, in his seven years, has a close to 400 win percentage as a general manager of your Chicago Bears. He doesn't get guy. He doesn't draft guys that make it to the Pro Bowl. And there are a lot of people that want to give him credit for late round draft picks. That honestly, like every general manager has a list of. Oh, he hit on a fifth round guy. You're supposed to hit on the first round guys. That's supposed to be the most important part of your roster, and his roster stinks. That's the other thing. If the Bears were in a position where you could look at them and say they are legitimately a quarterback away from being a contender, everyone's fooling themselves if they think that that's the case because it's not the case. There is deficiencies everywhere. There are three position groups that I look at going into this season that I think should leave you with a lot of questions about who the Bears are, and how Ryan Pace put this together. The offensive line, and specifically the tackles. I know folks want to talk about, they they want to talk about, oh, well, you know, the tackles weren't very good last year. I would tell you that the tackles are middle of the road. Both guys that were here, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey, were middle of the road to lower half starters where the bears ended up was in a position where to replace both guys they were depending on rookies and in the case of the left tackle you drafted someone who was injured and changing position without a significant backup plan now they got good slash lucky that Jason Peters was interested in playing football and played as valiantly as he played all season long. But their plan, and this is what I get back to when I talk about the quarterback position, their plan was we're going to roll the dice with these rookies and see what happens. And it ends up being a mess, and a nightmare. Then you look at the defensive backs this year. 
sure, you're pot committed to Eddie Jackson as your safety. He had one of the more laughable plays of the season because of what you've paid him. Like, what you've paid him, you're kind of pot committed with him. You didn't even know who your nickel back was going to be to start the season. And what's scary about that is it it really shows a lack of roster building and awareness of what's happening in the league because in the league, they 11 personnel, meaning one back, one tight end, three receivers, three receiver sets, are played close to 70% of the time. Which means that who's ever playing nickel for you is essentially a starter. And to go into the season not knowing who that is and then having a question mark at the other cornerback position is indefensible. And then you look at at the quarterback situation. If you wanted to give up as many assets as the Bears gave up to get into a spot to draft Justin Fields, that it is incumbent upon the general manager to then tell his head coach, listen, man, we need a good plan here. And they had a terrible one. Their plan was for Andy Dalton to start all of the games. That's a terrible plan. And if it's Matt Nagy's lack of execution with it, cool. But that's something that goes to the GM. How does the GM sit there and go, I've moved all, I've given away our assets for this guy. Let's get him ready to play. Or if we're not going to get him ready to play and the focus is on we need to win this year, then here's what you do. Andy Dalton's your starter. Nick Foles is your backup. Justin Fields is your third quarterback, and he dresses. And the reason that you dress him is because Nagy wanted to do all that gadget shit that he did at the beginning of the season. That's not what they chose to do. What they chose to do is, well, he we did draft him high. We're mad at Nick Foles, so we're going to make Justin Fields the number two quarterback while simultaneously not getting him ready to play. It's ridiculous. All of this stuff is stuff that the general manager should have stepped in and said, this plan's not going to work. This is what we're doing. Period. And if you don't want to do it, you can get out now. You can pack your shit now. The whole thing is an absolute colossal mess and a waste of time. I know that people are, the case that has been made publicly for Ryan Pace, and I'm I'm not saying, you know, Dan Weeder and Brad Biggs and Jason Leisure and Patrick Finley, like they're not advocating this. But what keeps coming up, because I imagine it keeps coming up with sources inside the Bears organization is, well, you know, Ryan spearheaded a $100 million renovation of Hallis Hall. That's what he's supposed to do. It's the Chris Rock line. So you want a cookie for some shit that you were supposed to do? 
You're supposed to make the, the football operation be more streamlined. And guess what? Have the renovations at Soldier Field netted anything for the Bears on the football field? No. Not in, in terms of winning games, nor in time loss via injury. It hasn't netted them anything other than it's shiny and probably increases the value of the franchise, which if we are talking about the dollars and cents portion of this, then his ass doesn't need to be anywhere near the football side. He should be on the business development side. And if what you're doing is getting him ready to replace Ted Phillips, I don't think Ryan Pace is qualified for that. This is not me caping for Ted Phillips. It's me saying Ted is actually an accountant that's been worth billions of dollars to the McCaskies. He might be a lawyer, too. I haven't checked. But Ryan Pace is not qualified for that job. And the idea of him failing upwards is disgusting. If this week what the Bears give you is him getting another job, like him him getting promoted after failing at the job of general managers, it's gross. It is everything that anyone who's ever seen privilege at work This is it. Bernstein had a really good line for it this week. He he was saying how basically the McCaskies have kind of adopted him. He's called it adoptive nepotism. Well, he's like part of the family now. Man, get that dude up out of your building as fast as possible. It's, it really doesn't make any sense. There's no case for him no case for him being the general manager or above or even sideways rip the band-aid off and really start over with a new vision the whole thing is is crazy all of it was like right there for you today it was all it could it could all be encapsulated in this one game This is who they are. And it's a it's a shame because this would have been think about it, think about this. In a year where there was some room for a Bears like sneak into the playoffs at the bottom of the NFC, they weren't even close to sneaking into the playoffs. This has been a backwards-moving organization for a really long time. They make bad decisions from the top of this organization on down. And it, and it really stinks for, for Bears fans that have been watching this take place and screaming at the top of their lungs that there needs to be significant change. My hope is that the change will come. But my fear is that Sam Cook is not walking through that door. Thanks so much for listening to the post-game podcast. If there is some news throughout the week, obviously I'll be on the air at the score from noon until 2. And if we need to do more podcasts to work through some of this nonsense, we will do that. We are also going to start adding bull stuff into our podcast scene here on House of Elk. 
why not talk about a first place team, even if it's five or ten minutes or so? So be on the lookout for that starting this week. Not tonight, but after tonight's game, we will we will start doing some stuff. So I thank you for your support. Please go back and through the catalog, the most recent episode of Sports Adjacent. I am the guest, and you will love it. I promise you. I will talk to you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.